on the spot. Dot on the spot. desire to see it, but honestly, it worked out uh, very well. It was actually originally called God Party. Five stars. I'm going to say one star. I will never see it again, um, and I feel bad for those who spent their money to go see it in the first place. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Thought on the Spot Movie Reviews. My name is Tommy, and today we're going to be reviewing the film Star Wars Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. This film came out on December 20th, 2019, and is an action-adventure fantasy. The rating is PG-13, and the runtime is 2 hours and 21 minutes. The film is directed by J.J. Abrams, who also directed Star Wars The Force Awakens, the TV series Lost, and the relaunch of Star Trek. Now, normally we go through each character or star and the role that they play and where you'd recognize them from, but each of these characters have all played previously in the Star Wars saga. So for that, we'll save some time. Whom we have starring in the film is Carrie Fisher, reprising Leia Organa. We have Mark Hamill playing Luke Skywalker, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, Daisy Ridley as Rey, John Boyega as Finn, Oscar Isaac as Poe Dameron, Dom Hal Gleason as General Hux, and then joining the cast, we have Ian McDermott playing Emperor Palpatine, and we also have Billy D. Williams playing Lando Calrissian. The plot of the film is that the chapter, this chapter, of course, takes place sometime after the last installment of The Last Jedi. Here we find that Kylo Ren and the Resistance have found out that Palpatine is still alive and they must find him. Kylo wants to find him because he feels he must defeat him to reflect his power and to rule over the Empire, or in this case, the First Order. Whereas we find Rey, Finn, and Poe are seeking him to stop the threat that he presents to the galaxy. The surviving resistance will now have to face the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker Saga. instinct. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting 
fear. It's the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny. Watching the trailer, it just it gives you chills. You know, you watch it and you remember seeing parts, and the way that it's presented in the in the trailer is done so well. Um, you know, let me let me jump into the review. So 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 here's the thing: uh, we have to remember that all of this that we have all of this happening is 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 that we are just so lucky to get them in the first place right growing up in the 80s i was so excited to experience star wars from a new hope to return of the jedi and each time each one of those came out we were shocked and we were in awe in what was brought to us sure we compared in the end of the trilogy some made fun of the fact that the ewoks existed but in the end we accepted it all right um, and, and we couldn't believe it that the you know years go forward and then boom the prequels are going to be made and we had such high hopes and expectations and then we were presented with episode one and the immediate opinions came flooding in Jar Jar is a joke young Yannickin can't act and the continuous rants came on for me I honestly wasn't a fan of any of the prequels I watched them and they stood fine on their own but I just couldn't get into them I think Revenge of the Sith I love the most because I finally got to see the iconic Vader come to fruition. And I think for me, this was because it was presenting me with a bunch of characters that I didn't really care about before. Sure it was cool to see a young Anakin grow up and become the evil Vader that we all knew he would be. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I. I I like the fact that we got to see Ben Kenobi try to handle this young student, who, by the way, he wasn't even sure about, right? If, if we go back, it was Qui-Gon Jinn that pushed the fact that he was so important. That being said, what was done was done, and we knew what was going to happen after that, right? And maybe that's really why I didn't like the prequels. I already knew what was going to happen. So when I watch them, I don't hate them, I just prefer not watching them. Now we fast forward to 2015, and what my mind imagined may never happen, happened. Ten years after the Revenge of the Sith, we finally got the continued story about the characters that I love so much. Only, I wasn't. I was presented with a bunch of new characters that I had to learn to grow and like. You know, there was a stormtrooper who, stormtrooper who, who had, you know, decided to go to the good side, and he was a good person. Where before, for some reason, I thought all the stormtroopers were clones, and now I find out that this is no longer the case. Right? Um, there's a new girl that is somehow audacious and yet special, and your mind is racing. Surely she must be related somehow to the Skywalkers. I mean, come on, why would she even be in the story if she wasn't? 
And then you find out that Leia and, 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 and Han did actually get together and they have a kid. But, oh, wait. Um, he had the Force and Luke tried to train him, but then he was evil. So, awesome. Like, we, we don't get to see any of that, right? Only in glimpses of flashbacks. And I think that that was a portion that we, that we should have been able to see, that we should have, you know, experienced. But instead, we have all of these new characters now. And it's okay. You know, J.J. Abram, Abrams takes the reins and, um, and, and he made me wait a whole movie to finally see Luke, right? But at least I got to see Han and Chewie and Leia, and I was content. Not to mention this new guy who can fly equally as well as Han, right? Um, and this is when, as a fan, I could see that we were slowly replacing our cast and, and giving us new people, right? And, and these, were, these were people that I had grown to love, but had to accept the fact that we were letting them go. You know, BB-8 would be the new R2. Poe would be the new Han. Ray would be the new Luke. And Finn was kind of like this added element that we could learn to enjoy. Someone converting from the dark side and actually being able to help, you know, very cool stuff. Sure, we still had some R2 and C-3PO. We still had some Leia. We had a little bit of Han. You know, but then something weird happened. We all knew Carrie Fisher had passed away, and we were willing to accept that she was going to pass in the movies. Um, I was already distraught over seeing Han be killed. Uh, this was a character that I loved, and I and I knew that I would miss. But losing Leia would be okay. You know, I, I was okay with that. It was Luke that I wanted to see come to the forefront. I wanted to see what he had grown to be. I, I wanted that, uh, I guess that Rocky moment, right? That, that moment where you feel like that maybe someone who had turned out not to be something would become this big thing, right? And then the sequel came out, The Last Jedi, and we find that Leia is once again going to stay alive. But I swear, I read in the news somewhere that Carrie Fisher's family forbade her being in any of the other films in respect to her passing. I thought I had read about contracts being made, that she would not appear in the others, and people just had kind of said, after those stories, that she would just be in the beginning scroll through, you know, saying uh, Leia had, had you know, something had happened in a war or a fight, and Leia had died in that fight, and then maybe we would just kind of come into a scene where they were mourning her, but no, here she is, she's still hanging in there. And then even when you think she's going to die, she doesn't die, but you still took Han Solo. And then in the end of the sequel, you also take Luke. What the hell? I wasn't excited for the three post-sequels because I wanted to see the further... Or I should say, I, I was excited for the three post-sequels because I wanted to see the further adventures of Luke, Leia, and Han. But instead, I feel like that I was robbed of all that time in between. And we're just supposed to accept that these characters are, the, are, are supporting characters for are new people and we have to now love Ray, Finn, and Poe. And I'll be honest, I care, but I don't care, right? That there's a reason why all of these sequels and prequels happen and that's because of those middle three. That's that's the, the trunk, that's the basis. And you've slowly decided to find a way to kind of take these characters away but have them still in there with sprinkles. You know, I. So I move past The Last Jedi, and I'm happy to hear that J.J. Abrams is back in the helm, 
after what Ryan Johnson did to the story. And again, I don't want to get in. I don't want people to say, well, Ryan Johnson did a great job. Ryan Johnson's a great director. I just don't really like the approach that he took. After all, he killed Luke. You know. And here begins, in this, in, in, in this story, The Rise of the Skywalker, here begins the conclusion of what has been a culmination of 42 years. 1977 to 2019, 42 years of this has taken. And I feel like that it didn't end the way that I wanted it to. Did I, did I dislike the story? No. I didn't dislike it. Again, I have to remember that we're even lucky to even have these films. Was it the story I wanted to see? No, not at all. And I don't think this is spoilery because I'm going to say what I wanted to see. And the things that I'm about to say never happen in the film. Okay, So with the knowledge that Palpatine is back, it gave me hope that there was a way to bring back the dead. Right? Or that there would be some way to bring Luke back. I had maybe hoped that Luke didn't die, but instead may have moved on to a higher place that we weren't aware of yet. You know, he had hit a, a whole new level of Jedi, perhaps. Somewhere between a Force ghost and being in, the, in a physical form at all times. But neither of these things happen. Luke is, in fact, dead. I would like to mention also that never... In the history of the Star Wars franchise, have we seen a Jedi do what Luke did? And that was, he was able to somehow present himself in what looked like a real form, right? While he was clear back on another planet. And from what we can tell, it took so much of his power, so much of the force, that it kills him. And my question would be, why didn't he just get off his lazy bottom? off of that planet, off of that lonely mountain or that island and go to the planet where the war was and, and then project himself that way. Takes less power and he may have survived. Was he a coward? Is that is that who our hero Luke had become? Was a coward? That's not what I want to remember Luke as. That's not what I waited for 42 years to see happen. It just didn't make sense, but it still remains to be said that we never see this in the franchise elsewhere. The fact that they can project themselves and then die from using the force so much. So it would be expected that this wouldn't be able to happen so easily for anybody else, right? After all, Luke had trained for years to be a Jedi, right? And to train Jedi. So no one else would be able to use the force so much that it would take their life, right? Well one would think. Moving on. I do like that we do get to see the character grows in the final install the characters grow in the final installment. Albeit very quickly, we find that we are placed in this moment in time where things have happened. Ray has been training. We don't get to see it so much as more of just know that it happened and she's gotten quite good. Poe has grown more now in being able to take the lead and works very well with Finn and Chewie. I think for me, this felt forced, knowing that so much had happened and wondering, what have we missed? But I guess that's what we get when we have to fit all of it down to three final chapters. And this is the one that's going to end it all. I don't want to give away spoilers more than I might have already. I will say this, we get a lot of answers that we didn't have before, but we also are left with so many more questions. When it does come down to the end, it feels somewhat rushed and actually kind of comical at certain points and comical in a way where it's not intended but you just kind of wonder what's what's going on um i don't think it was terrible but again it just wasn't what i would have chosen to do 
you will get some good closures with some of the characters and there are some surprises um, that were buried it all happens so quickly and for once I would say that this movie could have been longer at the same time, I also feel like that we could have gotten more of a chance to see the story build instead of it popping all over the place trying to make multiple storylines work and then come together. Finally, I will say that there's a lot of mockery about how it seems like the new episodes are just remakes of the originals and that it's a cheap way to make a buck. I disagree with this notion and I feel like that because these kind of accusations were being made is why we ended up with the story that we got. And when, when, when all we really wanted was to see Luke finally defeat the Empire. But we don't. I will say, the end of it left me feeling a little sad. Right? And it's not sad because it's all over. But I think of it this way. Watching Endgame was hard because all of my heroes were done. That chapter had concluded. And it was time to move on. But hey, at least they went out how they should. And for that... I can respect. With Star Wars, we didn't get that at all. I feel like the story was led somewhere else none of us expected in the end, and although good, just not what we wanted when we heard the final sequels were being made. It's hard to say goodbye to these stories. I only hope that they'll never be remade, and I, I doubt that they will. I know that there will be break-off stories galore. After all, we may, we may want to see what happens to the surviving characters. But for me, it's just hard to say farewell to the characters I grew up with, and they were essentially slighted. That their true farewell was really back in 1983 in The Return of the Jedi. And that, and, and, and that was supposed to be a nicely wrapped bow with dignity for them in the final three was really just a springboard for more money into a new set of films that follow our heroes. Perhaps. My rating of this film is three and a half out of five. Um, I want to go see it again. Like I said, the story's not bad. It's just not the story I wanted to see. There's a lot of great visual. There's there's the, the special effects that we've learned to come and love. And J.J. Abrams does a great film. It's, it's not bad, but I can understand why there are so many negative reviews coming out about the film. And I, and I have to say that maybe we created this because of, of the way that we critiqued the other two films. I don't know. Um, but it's the end. And that, and that we can agree to. So, uh, stingers during or after the credits, there were none. Um, it just ends the way it ends. So when the credits roll, it's concluded. This concludes my review of Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of the Skywalker. Sorry, The Rise of Skywalker. As always, I want to thank you all for taking the time to listen. If you are a first-time listener, you can follow us and subscribe through facebook.com forward slash thought on the spot movie reviews. You can also follow us through Anchor. That's anchor.fm forward slash thought on the spot. It's because of Anchor that we're also available through um, such uh, channels like Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, as well as many, many more. This is another review in the can. So until next time, grab some popcorn and your favorite drink and go out and see a great film with your family, friends, or just maybe spend some time to yourself. Most importantly, have a great night.